0: Good morning, traders and investors. 4,200 handle was nice while we were up there. 4,100 handle will be nice, but we need to rally 40 to get there. Lyft down 32.5%. Well, when you see the report, you'll say they're getting everything they deserved. What a disaster. The expected move in PayPal. I guess the option traders expected that. We'll talk about that with Triple D. We'll look at earnings from Expedia. We'll see what could possibly be its strength in the market today on this week Friday, perhaps closing on the lows for the week. David Trainer, New Constructs, is going to join us at 8.35 and talk about this Q4 earnings season. Mitch, fire up that intro. Okay, welcome back, traders and investors. We're trading just off the lows of the pre-market session. We're down 28 handles at 40, 63.75. Spent a little time over unchanged. Not very much. That closing price, 91.75. This could be a big level if we could rally 30 handles today. The buck's up 20 cents at 103.31. Uh, bonds down just a tad at one twenty-seven and seventeen thirty seconds. Crude getting the old Russian oil output cost bump up a buck forty-one at seventy-nine forty-seven. Gold getting farther away from nineteen hundred, down four forty at eighteen seventy-four ten. Silver trying to remain in the twenty-two handle, down a little over six cents. And Bitcoin. Bitcoin down $205 and 21805 but holding up pretty well. Uh, let's bring in uh, Triple D here. I know he's excited to talk about the PayPal earnings. He wants to talk about the Lyft earnings. Uh, Triple D, what's out there? What are you seeing out there for the after hours trading?
2: Um, I'm seeing tech rec. I'm seeing continuation of what we saw last night which was somewhat predictable because we know the two-day rule and i haven't talked about this for a while but when you get a reversal in trade which we definitely got for a lot of tech stocks yesterday there is usually follow through the next morning so usually it's predictable that if you're shorting some of those tech stocks into the close that they're possibly going to open down the next day and we're actually seeing a couple of leaders fall down here too this morning with tesla um, and Nvidia both giving back here. Um, I do have some Nvidia position on for a day trade, so I'll don't comments there. But just telling you the weakness here now, hitting a little bit of those le- that leadership as well. Complete turn yesterday. I mean, rug pull to the bulls, bears swinging back, heavy, still in a trading range though.
1: Did someone call the bears?
2: The bears. The bear. What's up? How we doing? You're back. Dude? Mitch I'm is
1: back. back.
0: He never got I, off I the bear left. train. He tried to get off the bear train. Wait, right. wait a second. Wait a second. Can we just roll the tape from I last Thursday? Can we, can we roll the tape from last Thursday, please? With the old triple D Mitch Dennis bullish indicator. Well, we talked about this on ball. at the close. We talked about this on uh, at the, uh, excuse me, the closing print with Jeremy Newsom. Uh You, you know, you guys, you guys gave me that incentive to start really looking hard for some sell signals. that didn't need much because I kept on preaching about this 4200 area. We got up there in September. Ooh. We almost got there in December. Miraculously, we got there in February off not such a great earnings season. And you know, Pump and Pal. I mean, he did his part last week. We didn't immediately uh, come off that area. But uh, Dennis, I'm glad you mentioned the tech. Because, and, and this is just not specific to today. This is why I kind of feel that the highs for the year are in. and maybe it's kind sol- of
2: now. Yesterday you were convicted. Stop. On the closing print yesterday, you said you were convicted. I'm convicted. That, I that haven't the, been convicted. The high for the year is in. I even tweeted out what you said. Yes, the okay. High, for the year is in. Is well, now I'm
0: saying does. the old-time highs are in. For the it.
2: old-time highs are in. We're
0: never going back. <laughs> this here. is because
2: Sell stocks are going down forever from this point in time. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> then you're
1: retiring time. today. You're selling all your stocks. You're done. Man. Uh, I
0: wish I could. Wish I could. No, it's just, <laughs> it's just these top components that I think as long as you have Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon, just such a big part of this market, I mean, what would it take? You talk about the market getting back to all-time highs. I mean, what would it take to get Google back there or Amazon there or Microsoft there? I mean, and it it just doesn't seem like you can do it until we get some change. I mean, we get this rotation, but as long as you have such a drag. I mean, look what Google did over the last couple of days. Well, Google's its own fault. Yeah,
2: we know that i'm buying my google back at 85. we know i sold half my position before the earnings because i didn't want to take it through earnings which that wasn't the reason it sold off it sold off because of the failure of its of its ai product i'm coming back to 85 i'm buying half of it back it's 95. it's got two it's got over halfway there no sense going into it now because trend is broken and everything so i think you're going to have a redate maybe with the g-o-o-g at 85. that's where i'm going back Long the Google that I just sold at 109.
0: I mean, 85. I'm
2: not sure where I sold the Google. I thought I got my, oh, it's the Google Al. I own the Google Al. That's what I'm looking oh, like.
1: Oh, that's very I'm, different there, you know. Well,
2: they're about the same, though. Must have yeah. 107. I have to go look where I thought I got 109, but I guess I didn't. But I, unless that was after hours, I don't think so, though
0: uh it it uh for the l i mean it made oh, a, a triple top at one oh uh just under 108 or at the 108 area and the goog i don't know they trade now nah, it's pretty much same with the goog and the google but uh you know not a good morning dennis i mean they're hitting the tech uh we did have a little rally near the end of the day so that made people you know a little bit optimistic but uh Just the overnight selling is uh, putting a lot of pressure on the tech stocks. and Mm. Just about everything else. We got to go to this Lyft report. All right. All right. I mean, come on.
1: This is horrible. We'll go to Lyft. I just want to mention, though, I am swing short on that Tesla. So I just put it out there. Okay, Swing short, still holding that from uh, 211.31s. so it doesn't look too bad there Holy on Mitch, Tesla. you got the
2: top. You're like, just just, just take oh. Tesla. Who, who's who been Dude, shorting what? Tesla the last two weeks?
1: Who's been shorting Tesla the last know, two weeks and making person. money?
2: You making money. Must, money Mitch is the only person that has been shorting Tesla over the last month and been making money on it. That's making impressive, Money, money Mitch. All right, let's keep going.
1: Let's get towards that lift disaster stock of the day. Uh, definitely. I I don't know who's calling the lift. You you might not even get the lift if you keep calling for it. They might get out of business soon if they keep losing like they are. EPS a loss of seventy six cents missed the thirteen cent estimate. Sales of one point one eight billion beat the one point one six billion estimate. Lyft Q four active riders were up eight point seven percent year over year. Revenue per active rider up 11.5% year over year, but they see Q1 revenue at 975 million versus a 1.09 billion estimate and definitely taking a hit. But surprise loss on that, 76 cents on the loss there.
2: This is an epic disaster. And I mean epic disaster because one, Uber's numbers were solid, two, Lyft is supposed to be profitable this year making money going forward. And all of a sudden, back to the loss column with like a vengeance, like major losses. Uh, Twitter follow, you should follow this guy, Westlake, Wasteland Capital. It's at e-commerce shares. He broke down this Twitter report, or this uh, Lyft report, and it was fun. Um, He doesn't hold anything back, but his major concerns, he had a lot of major concerns here, but talking about R&D, saying they spent 800 And 56 million dollars in R&D last year. And just to compare, he says Tesla only spent three billion. I mean, you got basically. He says you're a taxi dispatcher. Is what this is what Wasteland Capital is saying? You're a taxi dispatcher, and you spent 856 million in R&D. What's up? Why spending so much money in R&D? And if you do look and break it down, the cost of the revenue went up substantially last year. Yes, you know their revenues overall went up, but I mean, you've got to think there's got to be some efficiencies here eventually. This company's just finding a new way to lose more money. I mean, they were supposed to be profitable this year and they were supposed to make money this quarter. This is a disaster. Stock giving back in three days, giving back its entire January run, Joel, the entire yeah, thing. I know. It, it was up 70% in January. It gave it all back in three days. I guess when you're dashing for trash, make sure you get out in time. Because if you don't, 70 poof gone. Have fun. And make sure you know, make
0: sure you know what day the trash man is coming to pick up the trash. Well, yeah, earnings. If you miss it, not I mean, that, that was that was the other thing. I mean, some of these gains, right? Uh, Tesla, Lyft, all these 70, percent 50 percent, 60 percent, some of them were like 100 percent. I mean, that's just not. That just is not a a a normal market. Those are those are decade gifts, Gifts, right? yeah, yeah, absolute gifts. So I mean, and you know, also some of the trash stocks moved up. I could talk about this technically, and the only thing I'm going to say is someone's making a stand here at the 1075 area. I mean, they are just absorbing everything that is thrown out them. Free market low 1073. You know, whether they're going to get smoked and this thing is going to go down to the low of the move at 966. I see some other daily lows, 1056, 1006. But I'm not, you know, it's just not bouncing. But just seems like you have just someone bringing in. Maybe they have some options. Maybe they have something. Maybe they're trying to lock it in. But, man, that 1075, I would just keep an eye on that as a Potential support. That's a capital P. Well,
2: well you know what the fun thing is the low of the year, Joel. The low of the year, and I can't believe we're talking about this because this stock was up 70% three days ago. The low of the year is $10.97. It that. actually was trading through its low of the year after having a 70% run in five weeks. Gave the entire 100% of it back. It gave the entire thing back, most of it on this report. This again, I just I don't know, and maybe you're gonna bounce there because you're right there at, at all these bottoms. So if right. you're looking for a level to bounce, you're you got an eleven dollar level to bounce. But I mean, are investors going to sit around here and wait for Lyft to turn it around when they were supposed to start turning around right now? And we saw that fantastic quarter from Uber, and let's be honest, the Uber quarter was awesome, and they're hitting that stock too. So here as much as you know they were buying stocks on bad news they were selling stocks on good news the last couple days and that is never good news for the bulls so and I said this on the closing print you know what the awesome thing about being a trader is you're allowed to change your mind so now we go from this mentality of buying dips to selling rips not saying you're selling today significant sell-off but you know there'll be a pop there there always is there's going to be more opportunities there's no sense, I don't think you have to go and panic here and sound the whole, I don't know about on left, but on a lot of these other, you know, growthy names. But ratings on the wall here that the Bears still have a major case.
0: Uh, okay, so we, we we covered that. I'm just, I gave that area uh, uh one stock that I probably would not whoop up on today, and it's just, a, just I mean, the way that Google's been, let's say we're going to have a big down day. Yeah, Google can go down again. But it's down eight cents. It's holding up pretty well. So that would not be, you know, after the two-day bashing that it took, that would not be my top candidate. Did you get it uh to, to short? You did get a gap fill yesterday. Trying to trying to stay green. So keep an eye on that one. But uh Uber down two. It got a big um, you know, a big move. I don't know how this whole plays into the whole travel leisure non-recession kind of thing because i mean this is is right now lyft seems to be you know standing out alone is uh you know in this area i mean everything I, else i'd airlines, be buying
2: the uber pullback over the left and oh, i know yeah. left everybody's gonna and, and again the 11 is big so if you're a trader maybe you're gonna that's a natural level for it to bounce the lows of the year but i like the uber long term a lot better so what i'd be looking for on uber is a re and again I don't know if I'm buying dips here or not yet. I'm kind of switching my head to sell the rip again, but 50% retracement of the recent move, like 30 up to like the 37. So get that 33 area, another buck and a half down from here on Uber. I, I think if you stick in your long term portfolio, I think Uber is going to be the big winner here.
0: Yeah. Well, Lyft has been a loser since day one since day 1 of the IPO yeah. i can remember watching this i mean this thing opened up and went to like 85 or something like that 88 opened 8724 went to Holy 8860 stupidity. On the first day, and it ended up, it closed that day at seventy eight twenty nine. Now, I'm not going to bring up the dailies to to see what it did the next day, but I'd be surprised. I mean, it probably got back over that closing price at seventy eight twenty nine. But uh, there's a look at uh, at Lyft and Uber. they are you only got- a
2: buck and a half off all time lows on Lyft. So most well. people who have been holding this are losers. Um, meaning that they not losers, but they're losers on this position. So. 10 11 bucks you got you got good support here at 11. it's a natural area for maybe a day traders to bounce so it's taking that out you know stop yourself out of i think you probably stop yourself out of like 10 maybe even the ten fifty six, which was the low from the 30th maybe give yourself 50 cents or something yeah but you want it to bounce here it is bouncing at the level it needs to bounce for a day trade not for the bulls i mean it needed to bounce a lot earlier (laughs) than that for the bulls this thing is going to have overhead supply everywhere there now but we are still on a, in a fading market. Buy the dip, sell the rips. Have worked. This is not what I'm looking to buy the dip on, though.
0: Yeah, and if you're looking, I, I'll just I'll, if you're looking to buy the dip in Uber, I mean, it's down a third, down a buck 36 today, and I don't know, maybe that if I think if you do step out here, you're you got to risk at at least down 32, and I don't know. Let's see if you can get a little bit more of a a retracement in Uber before you try the long side
1: all right let's go to paypal here as uh, paypal reported their earnings uh q4 eps at a dollar 24 beat the dollar 20 cent estimate sales at 7.38 billion missed the 7.39 billion estimate they see q1 adjusted eps at a dollar eight to a dollar ten versus a dollar seven estimate net revenue growth at 7.5%, and also sees a uh, fiscal year 23 adjusted EPS to $4.87 versus the estimate of $4.75. Um, they're also expecting
2: to do their share repurchasing about 75% of free cash flow. Okay, we're gonna give a lesson here on options, and it's a good one. Can you screw? Uh, can you go into that? T- that yeah, go closer. Yeah, bring that chart. Joel's reading my mind here. Make that chart really, really big. This is your after hours trading if you look at the right of that chart. And I want you to go and tell me what the low last night was. So right off the print, they hammered it. Right off the print, they hammered it down. How low did it get? 7270. Got down to 7270. So if we go to our fun options chain and look at what I'm going to look at is the closest one to the close. So you could say like the 78s. So the 78s for February, we'll look at the calls and the puts. So we're figuring out what the straddle is. $78, $3.40, $78, $3.40, and 3 bucks. So $6.40 was the expected move. So we go $6.40 was the expected move. You do that by adding up the calls and the puts. $6.40. So seventy-eight forty-two dollars minus $6.40 gives you to $72. What was the
0: low of the move? Seventy-two seventy. dollars
2: So it was it came within $0.70 cents of the expected move. And then for whatever reason, they decide, no, 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 we like the quarter. The algos decide. No, no, no. We aren't selling it. So the, we, we just did six dollars. Forget about that. We're not doing now. We're going to buy the hell out of this thing. We're going to buy it back to scratch, and then we're going to buy it even further. <laughs> and then in the, in the next ten minutes, they took it from seventy to seventy
0: up to. Uh, the high was uh, eighty-five even. Eighty-five even.
2: Fun exercise. Let's add up the six dollars and forty cents expected move, and that brings you to seventy-eight eighty. Plus another six dollars brings you to. 84.80 was the expected move on the upside. They totally, CC Legator, if you're listening here, we are teaching your stuff right now. And it is awesome. Totally held it within the expected move. It tops out at 85. And the other goes, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to buy it above 85 because that's the expected move. And then they sold it back off and now it's back to even. Holy mackerel, just murder everyone that's chasing. Chasing in this market is the recipe to lose money. That is what we are in. 2022, don't chase. 2023, don't chase. Don't chase these things on earnings either. They go down six, then they bounce back. Then they go up six, then they sell off and they go back down. Crazy moves in this, but held in by that expected move. So if you're trading a stock after hours, please be aware of what the expected move is. You again, do that by adding up the calls and the puts. This stuff
0: works, folks, it works. Uh, just to add it, I mean, it also adding significance uh, to this is like, what about the gap down day that you had a couple days ago? Right, you gap down. You had a gap between eighty three eighty and eighty five twenty. Right, you split that. That's eighty five even. People that you know were holding that day saw it hit seventy eight ten yesterday, and they're looking like, holy mackerel, eighty five oh no, I'm getting almost all my money back, you know I mean these two days were pretty outrageous. on the downside, there's nothing supporting that 7270 low. I just would have looked at the start of the gap at 7338 which would not have been a bad buy, you know in retrospect but uh eventually get down uh, to fill the gap. You would need to get to 71.26. So, uh, but nice. I we started uh talking about that on the uh on the pre pre market show, and um, uh, it's something I, I know traders have been using that uh over the years. Some sophisticated, you gotta right. obviously have the right margin and you know be aggressive and be able to rely on it, but holy macro. And now you're just, now you're up a mild 93 cents. After all that calming down, we'll just look at uh, yesterday's high. Oh, wow, that's way up at 84.80. Wow, this thing's wide. I'd just say better hold 78.10. That was a low from yesterday. Uh, on the upside, I can't really give you a good a good resistance level. Oh, no, it's 81.80. You may get to 81.80 today. I wouldn't be too too surprised if you saw that on the upside. I
2: don't know which direction it's going, but I just know respect (laughs) the expected move. Respect the expected move. It's a mouthful, but that's what you got to do. And again, how do you do that? You have the calls and the puts at the same strike. Go to the strike that's the closest one. You can go a little bit farther, but the easiest to go to the closest one with the lowest expiration, and then you get your expected move. So just teach it one more time for you latecomers. The way I did this on PayPal is I went to the 78 calls and puts for the expiration of February the 10th, which is today. And I added up, you know, and the options are not open right now. So we're looking at the closing prices there 340, 305, 350. I was kind of middling it because I was looking at what the closing spreads were, is how I was getting a little bit more accurate. But it's 340, 340, 345. And then so you add up those two, you get to the 680 that I was adding up 340 and 340 is 680. $6.80 means up, down. Why is that the case? Because if you bought the calls and the puts, that's where you'd have to go to make money. So you're saying, I think it's gonna be a crazy move, but I don't know the direction I'm buying the calls and the puts. That's the expected move is $6.80.
1: All right, let's get to oil now. Let's talk a little bit about as oil catches a spike today as Russia will cut oil output 500,000 barrels per day in March. Um, This was reported on Friday and you guys can see it's causing some of these oil stocks to spike. WTI did a spike over 80. Been really close watching to see if we're going to get into the 80 or the 60 handle in oil. If we're in the 80s, I can see these stocks continuing running. If we're in the 60s, maybe we finally start seeing energy turn around. Right now, it's looking like we're back towards the 80s.
2: We're, in the last two days, yesterday and this morning, we have now went back to 2022, where they hate the growth stocks and they like the value stocks. And if we look this morning, if I go to my you know screen, I'm looking at what's trading up, all the oil's trading up, but then you go consumer staples are trading up. They're a little bit defensive. You can look, you know, basically, and the drug stocks are trading higher. Some of them are trading higher. Lily's trading up two bucks. The other ones are barely down. Some utilities. So this markets fall all of a sudden just going full defense. Funny how this works. You know, the rotation has just been value to growth, growth to value. It's been going like this for the last six months. Value, growth, actually really October-ish. Gra- value, growth, because before then, some of them were selling everything. But value to growth, growth to value, value to growth, growth to value. We've been growth to value. or. we? For most of 20 back half of 2022. Then when the calendar flipped, and then we went value to growth and value to growth violently value to growth. Selling off all those useless value stocks. We don't need them anymore because we got Powell gonna pivot and the growth stocks are all gonna take off. We got all our growth stocks. We make thousands of percent on this thing. Retire young, YOLO, growth, go,
0: go, go. Oh no, they just pulled the rug out. Yes. You know what? You know what again. they should do with these headlines? They they should say. Russia cuts output by 500,000 barrels, and everyone else is greasing the pumps, baby. They're saying, we'll make up for that, no problem, no problem at all. And then you get a pop over 80 bucks to 80.33, and now you're a buck and a half off this high. We have seen, I mean, it's been a while since we've heard the Russia or the OPEC, you know, pulling the old, uh, you know, we're going to dampen supply trick. And then you see the same thing, you know, boom. And you'll look in uh, a couple of weeks and probably even Russia. They're like, oh, we'll say 500,000. But you know what? We'll sell into this rally here. We'll get this thing over 80 bucks and we'll still do the same amount of production. So that's my, you know, that's that, that that's my um cynical take on the oil move, if you guys don't mind. But I want to be consistent with my cynical The
2: P's are low. P's are cool. Low P's are cool, again, just for at least for a couple days. We don't know. We could switch back again. Obviously, use your leaders. Mm -hmm. I mean, and actually, yesterday, Tesla and Nvidia were holding up fairly well. It was the rest of the market. Who has been the leader on the downside has been the Goog monster. And again, maybe it's just getting to the point of oversold because it's actually up here this morning. So maybe it's just like seller exhaustion on this thing. We've been going down for three straight days because their AI product gave them a dumb question and gave a dumb answer back. And we punish you know, this thing to the tune of 10% off the market cap or more, actually, about 12% off the market cap for this. I think it's been severely punished enough. Uh, but again, it's come this far. Unless they come out with something really cool you know, and say, oh, yeah, well, this is the reason this happened and it's never going to make a mistake again. I don't see it bouncing right back from this. So I'm going to wait. Again, I think I'm going to buy some of the stock that I sold back in that 85, 86 area.
0: What, what's, it, what's with this AI thing? Ha- haven't people been working on this for a long time? I mean, it's just because this uh, chat GPT got going. I mean, look what they did. Look, I mean, people... So, you... so
2: here's what they're saying on Twitter is that because Microsoft jumped the gun and got their product out so quickly... That it pushed Nvidia or it pushed it pushed Google to get their product, which they've been working on, get it out there quickly as well. So it's not perfected. They got it out there too quickly, didn't get it perfected. Obviously, they're showing it off, and you know it gives the wrong answer, and that's the end of the story. And it kind of killed ChatGPT altogether, and not just for Google. Like, look at the Microsoft chart, Joel. Yeah, I mean,
0: a, boom. Yeah.
2: You know, all of a sudden it's like maybe this technology isn't as good as we thought it was. So oh, two seventy six down to two sixty. So if you want to get in, you think ChatGPT is the future. I think AI is the future. I don't know if we're even going to be talking about ChatGPT a year from now. I'm pretty confident we'll still be talking about AI a year from now and 10 years from now. So I am still a big fan of artificial intelligence. Um, I did buy some IBM in a long-term portfolio. It's a value trade. Um, doesn't look great on the chart, but you know, I'm not all about technical. Sometimes I'm just about valuation. And I think if we're going to start focusing more on AI, I do think IBM is a sleepy play. It's not one of the ones you're going to think about, but again, what are you paying? What's the, what's the multiple on IBM there money? Mitch, Pretty I think you're paying nothing. around 10 yeah, or 11 definitely. times earnings. Last time I looked at it.
1: Yeah. That one's really good. Everybody on hates IBM back
2: to. You wonder if it could get some love and maybe they're gonna fail it like with i thought it was a blockchain it's 13 the p is 13 13.9 yeah yeah oh. it's it's a value you know me i'm the value long-term guy I get the nice little dividend in ibm it's pulled off the high somebody's saying why don't you wait for 115 i was like well i thought it was going to 115 i would and buy it 133 obviously i don't think it's going to go that low maybe you should wait maybe you're going to get back that low but i think if we start to turn into more value type stocks I think IBM gets some favor. I mean, like a day like today, IBM isn't even down. So remember, IBM actually moves opposite sometimes to some of these other growth names. You got to know your relationships. IBM is a value stock, it is not a tech stock. It, you're the saying, well, original AI of it's right? tech stock. It's value tech, though. Value. It's Watson. Watson, yeah. right? Well, you forget they, about they Watson AI. This is their field. Maybe it's Watson, Watson AI. Come on. And I, I, everybody's got it for dead. Everybody's got it for dead, <laughs> and maybe that's the case. But I'm taking a shot. I've taken. I've t- had some luck with IBM before. It's yeah, three points yeah. off the highs. It hit 153 back two months ago. It's been getting hit because who wants low PE stocks that make money? They want high growth that makes no money. They want zombie companies right now. Is, I think if it turns back, I think IBM will come this, back in the face. This
0: is the area. This is where, it, and uh, actually, I can remember talking about this on earnings day. It was uh, back at the end of January. And I, just, I did the 50% retracement. That was 134.38. And I just looked at, you know, there was a couple other lows in that area. Uh, so what you need, Triple D, is you need, you know, just to hang in here. You know, a couple more days because, uh, you know, it's kind of thin here between one thirty-five and 130. It's kind of a scary spot. It is, but yeah, like don't, like don't fall in love with this one. I but so but get out.
2: Well, I wanted I, to put in the long-term portfolio, so I don't want to just sell it because it goes down a buck.
0: I know. I you know, think but, if it
2: takes out the low of the move? Maybe don't hang around though, and next yeah, right. I would.
0: Yeah, stop myself not, out at
2: one thirty-two-ish.
0: Yeah, that well, the low of the move is 132.98. So, um, you know, in this yeah, I market,
2: mean, yeah, I'm tell you yeah I give yourself a little you, room. Yeah, in this market, you get stopped out on everything. If Perfect. you're using, stops, yeah, the
1: volatility out there, you get stopped
2: out on pretty much everything. It's wild, you know, that Rivian think about that Rivian trade. I should have been stopped out on that four or five times. I actually ended up making money on it because I was still like, well, this growth is still in favor, and I think Rivian's eventually going to come back in favor. And it made a new low on the move. And right after it made the new low on the move was the Gil Morales undercut and rally trick. Yep. And boom, that was what you know the catalyst started. So these things like to make a new low, to hit the stops, to shake everyone out. And then they like to rally in their face. And even sucker in shorts. The stocks like to make new lows. So it's hard using tight stops in this market. As a day trader, you have to do it. As a swing so the- trader, which swing trading has been tough, you should be doing it as well. But you can stop down a lot of stuff. You so you're better to actually yeah. buy the new low sometimes as no, opposed I to think, like leaning on them.
1: I think a lot of people are asking themselves the question that you asked yesterday, too, Dennis. Is AI just a fad, right? I think uh, that's what no. we need to keep in no, mind. No, I did not right? ask.
2: I asked, is ChatGPT just a fad? Yeah. Big difference. AI uh, Is, not is a there fad. really a difference? Yeah, ChatGPT is a product made on AI. It's just okay. a product where they're talking about. So, I don't think we're going to be chat GPTing our whole life going forward. I do believe AI is going to be a big part of our life going forward. So I think chat GPT is a fad. I think AI is for real. Is this just the next buzzword like metaverse where stocks go up and
1: then come down on it because the technology is still years away from it? The same way we ran into NFTs with the euphoria. Uh, with kind of the meme stocks one thing i'm noticing is a lot of times these stories are coming out after we get that euphoria of some of these meme stocks ripping some of these short squeeze the euphoria starts going and then they bring out the new buzzword and all of a sudden everyone wants to get in it
2: especially baidu oh wait baidu is blockchain baidu EV. Baidu's Chat GPT. Baidu is always <laughs> participating. Baidu's everything. Baidu is everything that is hot right now. They always make sure they're participating in all that stuff. Um, but again, I don't think we'll be talking about Chat GPT two years from now. I believe we're going to continue to be talking about AI. And, and to the chat's point, AI has been here forever. Watson, you know, beating Jennings back in Jeopardy. I mean, how many years ago is that? That's going to be like 10, 15 years ago. And still, you know, like you'd think IBM would be leading the charge in AI, and they have disappointed a lot. I keep giving them a passo and thinking eventually they're going to get some love. But, you know, they're not. They're pretty quiet here on this AI front, too. I don't hear about any chat GPT products coming out from IBM right now. So maybe they're sneaky doing something. I hope they are. But I feel like eventually IBM should be a part of all this AI stuff because they've been on this for a long time. There's got to be a few people that know something about AI and IBM. They created that Watson, which is pretty cool. Create something else. Get out there, IBM. Do something. I'm banking with you for at least a little
0: time here right did Where did where'd you get out of that final piece of Rivian? 21? Yeah.
2: 21, I think, Joel. Yeah.
0: 21. Gotcha. I'm, I,
2: I'd have to go look at my confirms. I okay. think it's like 20, 21. I, I got it to 22.
0: I, I know. I know. You held up. You on. gave you me hold. the text.
2: You were like, I, you're allowed to sell the rest of your Rivian. I was like, gone. I sold it like like. <laughs> Immediately log in, gone. I wanted to sell it like at (laughs) nineteen. It was so. Help me out.
0: It was just so like that. I mean, it went, but it just seemed like it went so begrudgingly. You know, with the market in January, and then any excuse for it to go down. It did. It went down. It went down. You can't get
2: married to any of these positions. Look at Lucid. LCID, and I
0: mean, we had <laughs> oh
2: my goodness, they're gonna take it over. Who was taking it over? The whole Saudi fund was gonna take a the Saudi, it, the Saudi, well, the, the Saudi was all gonna take a five pride, they and the stock was up 100 that it. day, goes from eight to 17. When the hey again, oh, back to Harlan Pion, what an opportunity. Well, Harlan, we love <laughs> you. When the circus is in town, you sell your peanuts, you don't wait to sell your peanuts <sighs> when the circus has already left. Well, what was the, what was the Saudi a, one? The elephants nope. were doing dances and bouncing their balls on their noses and everything. And they ate all the peanuts. They ate all the peanuts on the people who didn't sell. Lucid, right back down here to 10 Oh, Lucid. Sell lucid. your peanuts okay, while the circus is okay, in yeah, town. yeah, yeah. It was Lucid. Sell them yeah. while they're in town. Yeah. Rivian, I sold my peanuts while the circus is in town. <laughs> See you later. Valuation I said all along made no sense, but they were buying growth at any cost. And you know what the dumbest rally was was Intel. And I sold half of my Intel, or I didn't. I sold a part of my Intel. I don't know if it's half. I sold part of my Intel at $30 and change. I can get give you the date back on the second. No, not on the second. I'm looking at the calendar around here. The 23rd, wait, wait. No, the, no, it was the second. Yeah, February, I'm getting... This screws me up, this one calendar I've got. Puts the day ahead of the month um, on this charts. So that's dumb. It should be month day, so they should fix that. But that's what screws me up. But on February the 3rd, <laughs> We had Intel reported the most disastrous quarter that you could report. Said nothing good. And six days later, they bought this thing to scratch. And I'm like, I should sell the whole thing, but I've had it for so long. I'm only going to sell part of it. And I sold part of it like 30 10 or something. And it went to 31 that day. And I was like, wow, is this thing going to continue to go? And then it turned around and gave it all back. That was the dumbest rally. That's when you really knew the circus was in town. When they were buying these crap earning stocks like Intel on, in, and buying it right back after six days that's unbelievable
1: yeah the mentality out there really quickly i mean we were in a new bull market can you blame them for buying stocks right that's what a lot of people are talking now the questions start coming let's get to our guest today i'm excited to get to it because someone in the chat said david trainer is an ai who knows let's find out let's bring him on here let's bring on our guest All right, David Trainer, founder and CEO of New Constructs. Welcome on. It looks like you're, you're AI today. So give us all the answers, David.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm here for all the answers. Uh, I like the walk-up music. That's a nice change.
2: Uh, <laughs> we got all the bells and whistles here now.
1: I think maybe we
3: some Zeppelin next time, maybe, if I get to choose. Be a little got you. I'll, I'll what that would you one choose?
1: What would you choose? What song will you, will you use next time?
3: uh you know Ooh,
1: on the spot on the spot <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah you
3: got me you got me on that uh it's, I was thinking stock it's hard for me to switch over to music and anyway. rock
0: and roll and rock, what about a little bit of rock and roll anyways uh David I always like to bring you on uh a little bit into earnings season because this is what you do. This is what uh, New Constructs Media does. It, uh, it looks at analyst earnings. And I also have a, a pretty good memory. And uh, I don't know if it was Toll Brothers or something. I wish I would have kept this on the chart. Uh, we had you back a few earnings uh, reports ago. And you said that this stock was being priced as if they were never going to sell a house again. That they were never going to build a house and sell a house, and that that turned out was it Toll Brothers or was it one to, one of the other? It was uh, Dr. Horton. Okay, okay, I know it was. I wish I would have kept that on the chart, but anyways, what a confusing earnings season. We brought you on to bring clarity to it. Numbers, you know, some good, some bad. Guidance not great. They still bought stocks up. Let's look under the hood. What did you see in the Q4 earnings reports?
3: I think we see an economy slowing and I think uh, inevitably, you know, we're going to see some impact of this huge amount of tightening. The idea that we're going to somehow navigate through all of that, uh, I think is, is uh, unrealistic. Uh, our, our machine learning AI has been, been signaling that margins returns on invested capital were sort of spiking unrealistically high uh, and um, economic earnings, which take into account the cost of capital, We're we're already starting to bring that down. Um, And so uh, we think that the the headwinds of a higher cost of capital and the resulting impact on demand are going to bring returns on capital down as well. Uh, And so, yeah, we're going to see a much more mixed earnings environment for a long time. The strong companies are going to do well. The weak companies are going to do weaker or do worse. And I think a lot of these crazy... Uh, circus in town kind of stocks are going to continue to to get crushed. This early January rally is um, is a big time suckers rally, and a lot of these companies are going to probably go bankrupt.
0: What what's a long time? What's a long time in your ah,
3: opinion? Uh, yeah, great question. You know, it's it's hard to say because things were crazy for a long time in terms of valuation. So. Gosh, Joe, I don't know
0: It's hard for me to say. I mean, okay, you know, yeah, because I mean, we've had some people come in and say, well, yeah, we're going to have a recession. It's going to be, you know, the, the back half of the year uh, and whatnot. I mean, all these, uh, you know, all these layoffs, too. That's another thing, too, where they're rallying these stocks off, you know, layoff announcements that, you know, we can. From my experience, when companies are cutting costs to make the bottom line look better, it's not good in the long run. But uh, let's get to some specific reports here. And uh, this Disney report, I I, I honestly, I don't know what people were doing in the pre-market. I don't know what they – off the regular session, this was nothing but just a straight out sell, big old red bar. Tell us what you had in the coffers for the Disney report and uh, the price reaction.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we like Disney. Uh, it's, it's on our focus list long. Uh, you know, it has a huge competitive advantage relative to the other content creators, especially the streamers, especially Netflix, and its ability to monetize content. And I think things, um, you know, they had a perfect store. I mean, you know, you had Netflix, which could compete um, with capital as a weapon, right? Like they could just lose money, what seemed like into perpetuity. It's always tough to compete against someone who can do that. Then you had COVID hit, right? Then you had kind of some of this, uh, you know, political issues hit, and you know, and, and it hurt that industry. It hurt, it hurt everybody in, the, in that in the uh, outdoor entertainment type of industry. And so, you know, Disney took a lot of punches, uh, and I think they had a leadership issue for a while. Most of that bad stuff is behind them, and and what we like most is that they stay true to their character, which is to be smart about intelligent about uh, allocating capital, and. So we think you know this is the next couple of years is going to be all about sort of Disney you know reclaiming its 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 spot its, uh, as king of content um as the magic kingdom uh, and and will will we'll see its margins returns on capital come back up we'll see it start to really crush Netflix because it's got a unique ability to monetize content that Netflix does not have and yeah we think with Iger back in charge you know the ship's back on uh, point in the right direction. And, it, and it's not going to be pretty right away, but this is a good long term play.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're talking about reinstating the dividend uh, later this year. I mean, investors obviously were very disappointed when they had to get rid of the dividend. That was obviously pandemic related. So I think it's about time once they could figure it out. I mean, the Fox acquisition hurt them as well, um, you know, and obviously put a lot of debt on their balance sheet. But I still think I agree with you. I think eventually Disney is going to figure it out. Um, I do think the sing- has had just too much too fast, which is why it had the reversal off the earnings. It was up from $85 to 120, basically in a straight line. So I think it just needed to cool off. I think actually this is, a you know, not necessarily today, but this is a stock I would have on my shopping list. So
1: All right, I'll go to David now and ask him a little bit on these kind of zombie stocks, I'll call them, that have been hanging around. Are we finally gonna start seeing stocks like Affirm? disappear stocks have just been burning what do you think about that david
3: yeah i mean i think uh you know this is to joel's question what is what is the short term what is the long term uh you know i mean who would have ever imagined we'd live in a world where a company is literally entering bankruptcy and and, and like a bath and beyond and it rallies 20, 30 40 percent same no, no, it's insane. i mean it's yeah. nuts, right um the meme stocks i mean this extreme dilution that the get that the um AMC shareholders are experiencing with the whole APE thing, like it's just a complete and utter ripoff, And it's like they're just they're just running off the cliff like, yay, here we go. We'll, we'll do anything to be a board APE. Uh, it's really, at the end of the day, it's really pretty sad. So, uh, but I do think that the sort of spike in liquidity that we saw at the beginning of the year sort of caught a lot of um, investors off guard. Nobody really thought that that the Fed and the Treasury were going to kind of like get behind the tightening curve. And that's kind of what happened. That's what fueled this rally. And I think that has uh, that has ended and the tightening is, is sort of is, is starting over again. And so these companies are going to get choked off capital and they're eventually going to get choked off capital anyway. Really, the deal that Bed Bath & Beyond shows you just how bad a deal companies are doing for investors to stay alive Yeah. And, you know, no one's just going to throw any more money after these zombie stocks, these zombie companies, because they're just losing so much cash. Firm's a great example. Terrible business, terrible cash flow. They're going to have trouble getting people to to lend more money to burn, so they can burn it right. Uh, right. And they're going to have to just cut, just cut, 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 to the you know don't grow anymore, and then and then we see just really what they have, which is no business at all. Over, and over. David
2: when you go into you know bring the fed into this conversation I mean we have raised rates easy money was there for a lot of these companies for years it's not as easy anymore I mean when you're sitting and you know you've got cash and you're looking at you know T bills at 0.5% you get more aggressive with your lending to try to get some types of returns so they're lending to companies that and probably taking on maybe a little bit too much risk that's dollars are not going to come cheap for them anymore. They're not going to be picking dollars up at two, three, four percent a year. You know, there's going to be some ugly, you know, interest rates slapped on to borrow for a lot of these companies that are burning cash because the risk is higher, and it's all risk reward. So I mean, that's why we've always said, with interest rates start to go up substantially, it's the growth stocks that take it the hardest, especially those ones that to have a lot of debt to get themselves going.
3: One thousand percent. That's why we created the zombie stock list last June, when the Fed really officially pivoted to a tightening approach that we thought was going to be persistent for a while. And, and that's that. That's you read our reports. Like the easy money's dried up, Dennis. Right? Like no one's going to lend money on the hopes that just that money. Well, the understanding that that even if that money gets burned, there's going to be someone else to lend more money. Uh, as soon as that line of thinking or that type of thinking stops, then like it's, it's over, right? I mean, it's like, well, if uh, we're losing money, we're going to get back to a world where people don't lend money to companies that lose money. And if that's the case, these businesses are, real, are really in trouble because they don't really ever have a chance of making any real money. So that'd uh, be pretty nuts. What's the top
2: of your zombie list? Can you show it? Can you show it? Can we show? It? Uh, we don't show the whole
3: zombie stock list, not yet. We're Can you give be... us a few? Yeah. Of your top George, zombie card. stocks? I got
2: These one are stocks you think eventually could go
0: bankrupt? I got one on there. Yeah. <laughs> tell them. Tell them, Joel. Peloton.
3: Peloton. Oh yeah. Peloton on there? It's on the list. It's on the list. Yes. It's on the list. Uh A firm is on the list. Beyond Meat's on the list. Carvana's. The car vending
1: there. machine, right? The car yeah. vending machines out yeah. there.
2: And you've had these on the list for quite some time, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. down. Yeah, like- so you've been proven right here 2022. 2023's, you know, been a little bit different story here, but I mean anything can rally a bet. Carvana down from almost four hundred dollars a share down to what did I get to at the low? Three bucks. <laughs> what about now, the you know, upstart? like, oh, the curve on his back. It's back at 11.
3: That's right. Yeah, we'll we, we like. think this is for sure a head fake rally. I mean, the the underlying economics of the business are not getting better. Uh, they're worse. Uh, and, and from a macro perspective I and mean, from a micro perspective, uh, we knew that this was a really bad stock a long time ago. We put it in the danger zone years ago. and. We knew when they were had maximized sort of their opportunity in large markets and then were forced yeah. to go into smaller markets to try to grow. We knew it was over. If they weren't making money in Atlanta, and Chicago, bigger markets. They weren't going to make money in smaller markets. <laughs> uh, and so bad business for a long time. Uh, an- another danger zone stock that's been down a lot recently, Blue Apron.
2: Mm. Oh, my gosh. That still, like, that's still
1: listed? Yeah, I I would always be surprised when I'd see those discounts. Was I there. was like, "Yeah, your first order, ninety percent off." Well, I don't know. If you gotta give me ninety percent off to order something, that's a little scary to me. But what do you see in Blue Apron?
3: Uh, I mean, we see a business like we see with all the zombie stocks, right? No real competitive advantage. Like exactly to your point, right? If I'm having to super discount to sell, and and what am I doing? I'm I'm like, I'm, am I fast food? Am I home cooked meal? I mean, it's like is there a real margin in that who else can do that and you know one of the things we saw right away is a lot of the grocery stores had their own private label version of a blue type meal yeah. um you know and we've had we've had um uh what you call the oven dinners uh that people can make at home for a long time i mean this is not <laughs> a good tv
1: dinner just a different TV way dinners, TV
3: dinners. exactly <laughs> swanson right. He just uh, <laughs> Swanson's, right? Hey, the, the, the
0: turkey, the turkey with the mashed potatoes a and a little the gravy, gravy, you I mean, know? You know that sounds steak. <laughs> That's
2: pretty good too. All <laughs> oh, right, let's get,
0: let, let's get to a real stock and and right. uh, Tesla. Let's go to Tesla. I mean, let's seventy-one percent move, uh big move. Looking for more. What did you think about uh, the earnings report? Uh, Dennis made a good point uh, with Musk, you know, coming on. He, you know, some people like that, like bachelor stocks, like the RH. Uh, when he came on a conference call, just like, things are horrible. You know, we're just, in they're not getting better. You get someone like Musk that likes to talk things up. Uh, nice rally in Tesla. What did you think of their, their report?
3: I'm more of the same. You know, I think a lot of... Um a lot of empty promises, broken promises. like I mean, the the fifty percent growth target, right? Meaningfully broken. uh We're seeing demand wane. We're seeing the channel stuff. We're seeing pricing power erode. All the things the Tesla bulls have sort of championed for a long time have worked. I mean, sorry, are no longer working, except for stock price, bro. <laughs> uh So, yeah, I think the walls are closing in here on on Musk, um, and really have been for a long time. It's just been uh, an extraordinary ability to sort of disbelieve what's going on by a lot of Tesla bulls that's kept this thing going. In, in our opinion, uh, the, the economics of this of this business aren't scaling. Uh, I got a great quiz for you guys. Sure. Yeah. How many? How many? How many, um, how many uh, Ford Machis did Ford make as of mm-hmm. uh, November of 2022? How many did they produced? I don't know. Ten thousand. Hundred thousand. One hundred and fifty thousand, mm. right? And and and, and ha- for how many years have they been making the Machi? I'm going to answer two years. How many cars did Tesla make in its first two years? Maybe one. Thirty-two
1: thousand. Oh well, let's talk models.
3: No, no, yeah, that's right. So the Machi they made 000 two years. Four did. Tesla made thirty-two thousand all of all t- all Teslas and its first years how many years did it take tesla to get to making 100, 150 hundred and fifty thousand cars do you think
1: five five years five, five years there there you go exactly. yes
3: but the, the point being right the, the, the legacy automakers are going to scale into making evs way better and way, way more fast, profitably man. tesla mm. earned millions and billions ford is already being is, is already profitable on the mark on the E. not immediately but at scale they're going to get there much faster and that's not just true for Ford, it's GM, it's Volkswagen, Volkswagen, it's Mercedes, it's BMW, it's on you know, it's Hyundai, it's BYD in China. Um, you know, the, the world is about to crush Tesla when it comes to EVs and I mean it's just a matter of time. And, it's and just they,
2: competition. I mean, the pie yeah. is gonna get bigger, but Tesla isn't gonna be sixty percent of that pie. It's just, you know, the math. I mean, I lock in, I'm like, it's so many different options now. Like they're in the EV in five years. We're going to have every major automaker is going to have all kinds of different EVs to choose from. So you don't have to go Tesla. There'll be all kinds of choices. And this is what I think, you know, keeps me out of the stock is that, um, you know, maybe at $100, maybe the valuation finally became somewhat more reasonable, but it's just always traded with like, we're going to hold 60% of this pie and this pie is going to grow forever. And it's just, you know, unreasonable to think that they're going to hold that 60% when there's so much competition coming in. That's my biggest issue. I think the pie gets much bigger. I think Tesla's a piece of that pie. But it's not a 60% piece of that pie.
1: I think you're going to need some leverage, some government subsidies like we had with the gas guzzlers to turn in the gas guzzlers into uh, kind of instead of efficient gas, turn them into EVs. That's the only way you're going to get the consumer to actually pivot there anyways. Uh, But David, I wanted to ask you about the buzzword of the year, AI. What do you think about it and where do you see opportunities?
3: Uh, we, you know we're big believers. I mean, we've been using machine learning for over 20 years. we sw- we were doing machine learning before machine learning was, was cool. Uh, and we think it's it's super powerful. Uh, you know the, the cool the, the, the most the biggest difference, two big differences these days, right? is that the processing power, computing power, is so much stronger that we can get the machines just have such a computational advantage over humans in terms of the amount of input they can take in that that's a big advantage. Number two, the quality of instruction given the machine is much, much better. And because of the machine's ability to take in more information, it can discern a little bit more between good quality and bad quality, identify more patterns. So that's created a big step forward. We've seen the same thing with our technology, right? We've been we've been parsing out 10Ks and 10 Q's uh, for 20 plus years, having experts go in and fastidiously mark them up to show the machine what's right. And you know, we reached a certain critical mass of expertly marked up filings that we can now go through these filings much faster, produce much higher quality results. That's been proven. uh, And I think we're seeing these other AI technologies emerge as well. And look, you know, a lot of it's just like, Mitch, I mean, there's no shortcut. Like you just gotta go pound away at just preparing the machine with good data. Um, The one thing I do wanna point out is that AI is not like a magic program. It's really strong computing power And then it's really good training data, right? Machines are not, they're not sentient yet. We're not like 2001, right? You know, or any of these sort of sci-fi things where machines can talk to you and figure stuff out. They can only do what they've been told. Their ability to take on increasingly complex instructions is great, right? And to process those super fast is great but they're not figuring anything out new. They're not creating new patterns yet. So uh, you really need to be careful Things that are black box, watch out. Things that are people that are willing to show you what's going on, that's what you can trust because, again, you need to be able to understand what's going into the machine if you want to be able to trust the results.
0: Real quick, David, we're up against the clock here. Just, you know, you're uh, just looking at the Q4 earnings season, uh, the kind of guidance that we've got out of some of the major companies here, That the peak that we just uh, hit here in January, are you, uh, you know, overall bullish bearish here for uh let's go for the next uh you know six months uh to a year i mean yeah, what, what are the earnings what are the guts telling you about your gut feeling on the earnings
3: yeah i think we're going to be we're very bearish uh we think now we're bearish in pockets i mean we have some for sure some long ideas and i think that that's the big difference here joel is that it, it, it's not so easy as it's the market yeah risk on or risk up you know risk on or risk off and, and that's that's great for trading it's great for traders um I think we're moving into an investor's market where you need really to discern between companies that got real cash flows and cheap valuations, and definitely avoid those companies with really expensive valuations and no cash flows.
0: David uh, Trainer, founder of New Constructs, joining us here on Pre Market Prep. Thanks, David. We kept you a little bit long, but uh, we'll we'll get you back on again soon. Thank you very much. My pleasure little bit of a, a a creeper rally here coming off yeah. the lows of the session. Uh, Dennis, any buy imbalances to skew that or what, what are you seeing that? No, on it's
2: the... the same thing. So we're, we're seeing continuation. We're seeing the tech bounce a little bit. It's really beat up. Google has been hold, holding green all yeah. morning, but it's kind of moving opposite the market right now. You're seeing tech you know, get hit pretty hard here. It's more on oil, consumer staples, drugs. I mean, all the same stuff where they were hiding before, they're yeah. going right back in and flocking into that this morning. Um, I would say, I, I'm not, we just sold straight off 100 SP. We prints. did. So, again, you've got to just kind of have perception when you're looking, you know, and saying, oh, now we got to sell. I mean, if you're doing it now, you're probably doing it backwards again. We're probably going to have another bounce here that's going to give another opportunity. The bulls are not dead by any means. 400, I would love to see us down at 400 SPY. It'd be a yeah. perfect place for us to bounce. I mean, we had the nice little double bottom there going back to January 30th and January 31st on the on the SPY itself, 428 and 477. I'd love to get all the way down there and try for a bounce trade off the 400. I'm not sure we get there. But I'm looking more what to buy here this morning. Again, not long-term. I'm still sitting with a hell of a lot of cash in long-term portfolio. But as a trader, I'm just kind of fade moves, buying dips, selling rips. And you know what? The rips selling wasn't working very well, but all of a sudden it's starting to work again. So I'm doing both. So as much as you know I might I'm still bearish overall long term, which you know seems counterintuitive because we are supposed to be bullish long term, but I'm still sitting bearish long term, I think you could get a bounce here. So um, I'm looking for stocks and maybe even some of these beat up growth names. I mean, some of these stocks really been hit really, really hard, really fast. I mean, even like a Nordstrom, not saying I'm buying a Nordstrom, but Joel, this thing got up to like twenty oh, or twenty-nine dollars after gift. hours on Cohen. So stupid. I think it might even hit thirty after hours. You won't see it on the charts because it never goes uh, there in the regular session. I don't it's know if you can see. Here it is, it it's right you. here. I got
0: it on the sixty-minute. Close was, to thirty. That's why I. That's why I like to keep to. See, people ask, you know, why for? do I have two pre-market charts? Well, the uh, the one above, uh, underneath this, the fifteen minutes, gives you more of the pre-market action. But uh, if you go a little bit farther out, and then you throw in the sixty-minute here. Uh, you can see how ridiculous it got it. Got to twenty nine ninety, Dennis. Uh, pretty good. Wow,
2: thirty and bucks. That, Big whole numbers coming to play again. We're all the way back to twenty two five days later, and I mean we're right here at the point where we're almost filled the whole Cohen gap. So now you're looking, you're like, well, I mean it's still got Cohen in there. He may do something else. I mean now I'm like, yeah, hey, he, he sold. I'm he almost sold. well. No, we'd see that fine. If he's doing that, he's going to start to get into some trouble. So I don't think he has sold. Um, and, and you'll see the filing probably go by if he did, or maybe not if he's, if he's small enough. But I, I think not saying, but $22 is a logical bounce spot for this. So I wonder a day trader if, here. Uh,
0: who's the guy that was trying to push Disney around and he, he said that he's done with his proxy fight? Um, come on, it's it, the, the guy that uh, get, uh, got involved with Disney and wanted him to split. He was on CNBC the other day doing the victory lap. Elliot? Was it Elliot? No, Peltz. Peltz, 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 Peltz. Peltz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, on I Disney,
2: I would buy if it comes back near 100 bucks. It's just okay. come up too far. That's why I sold my stock. It came up way too much, way too fast. So, I mean, we're in the market. We're still in a trader's market here right now. So even, you know, you're looking, you like this stock long term, but when it goes up 30% a month, that those are gains you're waiting a year for. So why not take the thirty percent gain here? Maybe it goes up forty, and maybe you're going to regret that. But this isn't you know a Man. small company. This is a big move for a very big company. And if we look from the eighty-five low to the one twenty, and it hit over one twenty-two after hours, yeah, right there, here, over here, it's an incredible thirty-seven. It's talking about almost a fifty percent move in the price of the it's, stock. Forty-five like percent. I know Disney went up forty-five percent in a month. You got to ring the register on that stuff. You got to ring the register on that stuff. You're not buying it at that point in time where Kramer's on CNBC and their pal's like, this stock is just the best of 120. It's your time to ring the register. You've got to take the gains. We're still in a trader's market. We're not, you know, and yes, we've been in a bull market here for, since October. And yes, you know, you can still be buying sure. devs. But we're still in this trader's market. And, and we're still not out of the woods by any means. So I think you've got to be taking the gains as you get them. So you see, you know, big moves, stocks going up 40, you know, mega cap stocks going up 40%. It's just too much too fast.
0: Okay. All right. I'm going to hop here in one second. I would just say, just to keep in in mind, we got CPI coming out next week, right? And uh, we've come off. So uh, any kind of uh, uptick or, you know, worse than expected number would uh, could Probably. That's why I think you're going to see a little bit more of a a selling bias here uh, today, Monday and Tuesday in uh, that big print at 830. And then we're going to have, uh, of course, Blue, Blue Putnam come on 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 Wednesday, who's been uh, spot on about how long it takes inflation to... uh, uh to come down. We're gonna bring him on. And uh, that's it. I'll let you guys finish up. We are off the lows of the session. Uh at uh we're 18 in the handles off at 4073 and a quarter. Uh I don't know why, but the seven day low if we happen to breach that pre-market low, always looking for follow through. Uh seven day low, believe it or not, was forty forty eight fifty. Um and uh I don't know. I'm not going to worry too much about that pre-market high, but if we get near that closing price of 91.75, I expect that to be resistance. So, a fun week, guys, and uh, we'll check in with you all later on.
2: All right. All right. Mitch. just me and you for a few minutes now, here now uh, just to see. say people talking about Ford Ford is X dividend here today it yeah. is not trading down 80 cents it is actually trading up seven cents here because if you held it overnight you got the 65 cents special divvy from the Rivian mm-hmm. monetization and then you got an extra 15 cent from their regular dividend as well so the adjusted close on Ford is $12.69 so for trading up here in the pre-market
1: We'll see if Ford can recover. A level for me on Ford to recover is that 1280s where it kind of bounced last time. Let's see if it recovers 13. I'll look to see what happens there. And and, Ford... and again,
2: this is where technicals are challenging because they don't mm-hmm. adjust for the dividend. That's the hard part. Actually, yeah. yeah, it doesn't adjust on the charts for the dividend. But this actually you know, isn't really trading at 1277 right now. It's really trading about 1357. So it's always got to understand up.
1: the stocks, right? You got to look underneath the hood, why stocks are down. You yeah, might find but, out the
2: chart, a technical analyst isn't going to care about that. They're like, oh, this is weak. This is now trading through yeah. the two lows of the move, you know, now taking out the lows. I'm like, well, it's not, I mean, it that's, went ex-dividend. So that's why I mean, I this think is you one thing I... you've got to consider, you know, that I, I hate just people who, you know, I, I think you've got to have more than one tool in your toolbox. I love technicals. 100%. Joel Mitch, you guys do a great job on the technicals. I don't use them as much as I use relationships, but I still respect the technicals. Yeah. You know, but I use, you know, I'm I'm like a, a trader with lots of different tools in my toolbox. You know, some people use their hammer. I wouldn't even say that technical analysis is my hammer. My hammer is relationships, mm-hmm. where you know, I'm understanding how stocks are related to each other. But you know, I've got into my toolbox. It's one of my tools technical analysis, yeah. but this is where it's troublesome. Because technical analysts will be looking this morning and say, man, if we lose a 1280, that's taking out the low of the move. But it's not even because it's ex-dividend. So it's tricky.
1: Definitely. I'll be looking at certain plays today. I wanted to give some kind of trade ideas and get your perspective really quick, Dennis. So like one uh, that I'm looking at is like Foot Locker. Uh, this is based more on the Adidas move also. And I saw Nike start coming back down really strong. Um, You've seen Foot Locker. It's been an absolute monster since pretty much back in July, this has been going up. So I'm looking to see if this is going to start turning around today. We'll see what happens there. Adidas could lose about 1.2 billion euros in revenues from the Yeezy stock. Um, So I'm wondering if this will play a little effect on a stock like Footlocker or Nike. They started coming down a little bit yesterday. What do you think about these stocks?
2: I think retailers have run too far too fast. I think the consumer, I think we saw, you know, obviously off a few of these earnings, the Nordstrom earnings weren't great, but it got bailed out mm-hmm. by Cullen. Capri was a disaster. We've seen R.H. Warm warning. I mean, we're starting to see pockets of weakness in retail now we've had this ridiculous january effect rally in all of these names and i think it's a selling opportunity so i'm not a fan of buying the retailers here i mean again you got to look at your PEs, you got to look at your valuation you got to look at what's sustainable what's not but i just think and a lot of them have low PEs, and but they've been value traps they've given you an out here some of them have rallied substantially from the lows i think i'm more of a seller on retail
1: definitely i think it's very important to kind of catch what's going on there i saw under Armour's report too and that didn't look good you see under Armour's action we saw capri take a hit macy's doesn't look the best either the last couple of days it doesn't look like this is the area to be right now we'll see what happens consumer Cyclical has been strong for a while we'll see if that turns around also there's so many names there that have been strong and the last thing i'll just bring up one that i wanted to see your perspective on what about ge coming down it's been holding in there, Dennis. I'm taking a look at that one, too. Is this just too far for General Electric?
2: Yeah, um, it is. I mean, this stock has just been an absolute monster. And again, if you do the spinoff, this thing isn't trading at 80 right now. And I don't know yours charts aren't adjusted either. This yeah. is up at 100 bucks right now because yeah. you've got the GE Healthcare. So it looks like, oh, what the hell happened in the beginning of January? The stock got killed. It didn't get killed. It actually has rallied $20 since then. I don't Mm -hmm. understand the GE rally whatsoever, Um, you know, and obviously we've had, I forget who it was on CNBC, major investor that said this was one of his biggest shorts because it doesn't make any sense to him at all. I don't get the pass for GE here. Um, I don't like the stock whatsoever.
1: We'll see what happens if it does start getting a hit. And if we find a bounce today, like always, I think it's not going to be straight up, straight down. It's a market, right? We're going to get some volatility. We'll see what happens today. Dennis, you have a great one, my friend, and a great weekend. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. Who do you got? Who do you got? The Eagles? You going to watch it?
2: There's nobody stopping the
1: Eagles. No one's stopping the Eagles, Sorry,
2: there's nobody stopping (sighs) them. It's the Eagles. It's going to be – it's a cakewalk through the Super Bowl they had obviously yeah Hertz gets the the MVP
1: holds up the MVP trophy you know it we'll see what happens Eagles
2: Kramer's gonna be happy Monday morning he's gonna be ecstatic here because it's the Eagles my buddy Phil shout out to Phil huge Eagles fan he ain't stopping them
1: (laughs) we'll see what happens have a good one Dennis take care my friend you guys can always keep up with Dennis Dick and everything he talks about at Triple D Trader you guys go check it out we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl and don't miss on sunday trading in the zone guys come on come on over to the book club we keep growing and growing every single day always love to have more of you guys and until we stop growing that's we're gonna keep pushing baby let's go join that book club we're starting up at 4 p.m eastern this sunday and it's exclusive only for the club members they've been enjoying it And definitely, I've heard multiple traders mention that they're bringing trading in the zone into their trading. That's what we're doing it for. At the end of the day, we're going to keep building up our skills on the book club, so definitely join us. And now to bring you over to live trading. Let's get to the action, right? If you guys want to see how I've been trading Tesla Talked about the swing trade yesterday on our new swing trade show. Don't know if you guys caught that. Start swing trading and it will be going on all next week. We did it as an experiment to see if you guys wanted to talk about some swing trading action. And it was a hit. We had two big traders on. We're going to keep bringing on more traders like that towards the close. So I hope you guys enjoy and check out start swing trading. All right, team, that's going to do it for me. I got to go pay attention to my Tesla position and see if I get stopped out in the natural gas. Hmm, I don't know. That gas out there, it might get me. We'll see what happens, team. Come on over now to live trading. We got a lot for you today. Like always, right here on Benzinga.